welcome to the Pause Daddy podcast. Funny, fast stories for you and me. And this is episode five, I think. Owner of a heavy heart. Welcome to Rough Talk Rules. I'm your radio host, Solomon Cornbluth, helping you work toward better tomorrows without your deadweight conversationalist ex-friends and romantic partners of years past. And today is Dumping Tips Tuesdays. But first, let's take a call from Robert Goller in Stanford, Connecticut. Hi, Robert. What's weighing down your heart today? Hi, Solomon. What's weighing down my heart today is being unemployed during the Passover season again. I'm losing heart from receiving more rejection emails from employers that read, What kind of a moron are you today for thinking you could mosey your zero-leveraged, broke-down ass into our loving arms after a five-year vacation from life as a stay-at-home dad? I mean, sheltered bum jerk-off. You're obviously optionless and friendless in this world right now for a reason. Blog stats we can't verify don't count as give-a-shit credentials for our copywriter position. That requires at least five years of agency, copywriting experience, sharing mock print ads for Woodford Reserve whiskey with headlines such as class in a glass ongoing to secure any invitations to interview for any creative professional role within our constellation of star-powered creative technologists, designers, and witty wordsmith scribes at large. Okay! Dennis Leary lives. Holla! Thank you! Very much! Radio host Solomon says, I feel your pain, Robert. When was the last time you pulverized a vagina of any kind? I'm living in my grandma's old apartment, which reeks of middle-aged mildew malaise. Plus, I'm so broke, I can't afford my past cell phone due bill past tomorrow. So swiping over some random cum dumpster chick I met on slutinastraightjacket.com isn't happening anytime soon either. I can't afford my oil bill or my electric bill. So I don't even have the option of electrocuting myself to death in my tub with a working toaster from GE for that matter. Even if I could convince an ex-booty call to drop by, she get cold feet upon entry because I haven't been able to afford the heating bill in months either. You know the price of gas is high when 10 bucks at the tank burns faster than a two-hit pinner. Robert Goller from Stanford, Connecticut says, Solomon Kornbluth laughs and says, You're a funny guy, Robert. Laughter is the best cure-all used to lighten the stressed-out load of fixed ineffectual, stuck-in-a-ditch depression that's squeezing the life out of your loving heart, making it borderline impossible to take semi-easy 
deep breaths for more than two seconds at a time. I totally get it. My advice moving forward is to attend an open mic, which doesn't charge the one drink minimum. Prepare some jokes about your non-existence love life on stage or just rant and rave about how much your love life sucks compared to Martha Dumptruck and Heather's and you'll feel less alone in your rapidly building misery. Chances are, if you're emotionally honest about why you hate your past friends and former loves who left you for dead and kicked dirt on your premature grave, regardless of it being deserved or not, it will become impossible for the crowd not to empathize with what a decrepit, sad sack, shit sandwich you're forced to eat every day without sporting. It's an all-good, all-love, big pimpin', puff daddy vibe along the way. It feels liberating and empowering to get out of your head, especially on stage in front of strangers, because any form of comedy allows you to rewrite the narrative to your own liking while giving the golden opportunity to get in the last word or final laugh along the way. Who knows? You might even... Get lucky tonight with a lesbian poet whose heart isn't into munching on far from scrumptious, stank-fumed vagina box anymore. Okay, I'll take one more caller before we start our fan-favorite segment, Dumping Tips Tuesdays. Next up is a call from Lindsay Lamb from Louisville, Kentucky. My mom grew up down south in Kentucky, although my ex-wife insists Kentucky is more Midwest-South. Regardless, finger food down there is considered anything that tastes like your cousin's panties. Hey now, Lindsay Lamb, you're on the air with Rough Talk Rules. How can I lighten your heavy heart today? Lindsay Lamb says, Today I showed my daughter this pathway in the woods where I used to uh, sneak through during lunch in the 10th grade to grab some Burger King for lunch. After pointing out to my daughter how... I used to go there alone for lunch. She made me feel a level of defensive embarrassment, which I never experienced until now, when she said, Mommy, that's a really sad story, <laughs> but I don't recall being completely miserable, housing a double whopper with cheese and a chicken sandwich all by myself in the process. Daughter says, Didn't you have anyone to share all that food with? And I said, Can you stop rubbing in me being an owner of a tubby, heavy heart already. <laughs> Salmon Cornblue says, Look, Lindsay, I spent plenty of time eating lunch alone growing up. At the time, I never felt that so-and-so's presence would have made me more at peace with the world, that so-and-so person would have provided any greater amount of endorphin release than what the double whopper with cheese was giving me already. I waited at least two minutes for the cheese to melt on it just right, God forbid. <laughs> You shouldn't allow your daughter to make you feel shame 20 years after the fact. I'm assuming, for being a friendless loner teenager at the time, like Lisa Simpson with a piss-poor GPA, Roger Daltrey from The Who called high school a teenage wasteland for a reason. Maybe reframe your solo lunches in the 10th grade with me, myself, and I to your daughter's self-care dates, solo shrink time, or in the spirit of the late, great Warren Zevon, Splendid isolation. I don't need no one. Holla. Thank you very much. 
But now, it's time for Dumping Tips Tuesdays. If you give a friend a thoughtful gift, like a John Candy biography, with an inscription you wrote inside it, without receiving a thank you note or a word of encouragement or a word of acknowledgement in return, it just proves that you weren't as close as you imagined. Then you tend to romanticize relationships completely out of proportion. <laughs> Join the club, but don't dwell on infusing more specialness into your so-called friendship. Instead, slap yourself on the shoulder for possessing a more active imagination than that person ever did. But so-called friendship works both ways. So let's say you claim to be friends with someone from high school 25 years after the fact, but have zero desire in seeing their newborn kid with zero plans to remember the kid's name ever, then it's safe to say you're a shit friend. We should have been dumped before the relationship went to shit in the first place. So always remember, don't act like your shit doesn't stink when it does, or else you come across as an insanely judgy, bigger-headed prick than the rest. So be less shitty to yourself today and do what you want to do, like eating alone for lunch without shitting on yourself for not having any deadweight conversationalist friends to invite for the privilege of being in your splendid company after all. This is Michael Kornbluth, host of the Pause Daddy podcast. Funny, fast stories for you and me. Good Shabbos for all you non-Jews out there. Have a phenomenal weekend. Get inspired. Get replenished. Enjoy your friends, family, and kids. Don't read the news. And I'll talk to you guys soon. 